Welcome to the Fulfillment Project Podcast, where we, the seekers, unite together to step into our higher selves and highest purpose. I'm your host, Simply Sarah, and I'm glad that we have found each other here today. My aim for this show is to give you some tools and strategies along with the awareness of emotional intelligence and intuition as you create a life and business from alignment, creating more joy and fulfillment every single day. Hi, friend. Welcome to today's episode on the Fulfillment Project podcast. I am your host, Sarah Funnel. Welcome to the show or welcome back if you are a pastime listener, whatever the case. I'm just pleased to be on your journey today. I thought I would do a really neat episode for you all around the five, we'll call them lessons or reflections or insights that I've had during the process of writing my upcoming book, Follow the Joy. I know for myself, I have always appreciated authors and writers giving some reflection over what that process was like or what they learned in order to help navigate future writers. And so I want to give that to you today. And I've come up with five things that I really want to get across and things that really perhaps took me by surprise or lessons that I had to relearn in this new area that I was stepping into since this is my first book and I've never written a piece of material this of this magnitude uh, and a project like this. And so I'm going to dive right in with my point number one, which is really having passion for the book that you want to write. And so if you're someone who knows that you have a book in you, or maybe you have an idea, or maybe you've even started a book, I really want you to look at the passion and purpose behind what you want to create. And I I say this because back last year in 2021, Joe and I were approached by Human Kinetics, which is a textbook company uh, mainly used by CanFit Pro, also used in universities as well. And they reached out to us asking if we would write the business of fitness section of the textbook. And Joe and I were very honored to write this and it came out this year. And that was my first spark into realizing how much I enjoyed the writing process. Now at for that particular project, we had a maximum of 12,000 words that we could write for that section since it wasn't an entire book and we were just writing that one part of it. Whereas an actual book is usually, you know, 50 to 70,000 words. And so it's a much larger project. But being asked to write this human kinetics textbook, like what I said, really sparked that passion for me or recognizing that I loved putting myself into that immersive environment, taking ideas, putting them together into a beautiful flow for someone to be able to read and learn from. And after writing that section back in April of 2021, I decided I wanted to write a book of my own. My good friend Alex has written a book and she, I even, you know, started working with her as a writing coach. She helped me frame out a book. I I had a past book idea. It was called Six Laws of Influence. I started writing that book. I started in the process of it last year, but I found that I couldn't keep the creative process going. The ideas just weren't coming to me. I wasn't making it a priority. I would have a meeting with her, have a great plan of action. We set up our next uh, meeting point of and check marks for me to be able to write. And I never did it. And I may 
high achieving person. I, I love to put goals on myself. I love to stretch my abilities. And it got six months into this process. And I ended up saying to Alex, I'm like, I got to stop. Like, I got to stop this. I'm not making it a priority. It obviously isn't a huge passion of mine. The book idea was a great idea. I already had a course on the six laws of influence. I had all the teaching content, but I stopped and was asking myself, why can I not continue to move this forward without feeling like it was something else on my list to do? And so I ended up scrapping that whole idea. And I ended up realizing that I was caught up in the idea of writing a book, but the purpose of that book I was writing just wasn't landing with me. It wasn't jiving with me. It was also a time where I knew I wanted to move out of business coaching and into the direction I'm going into now. And so obviously, I didn't have passion for writing the six laws of influence that have to do with marketing when I was shifting out of that area in my business. And so I always had the idea in my head that I would write a book. I have always felt deep within me that I had a book and I have felt that for about the past decade. And I was getting caught up in, ooh, this would be a good idea or, oh, I already have so much content for this, but really wasn't stepping back and asking myself, is this truly a topic of passion that I am willing to make a priority, that I am willing to make space for, that I am willing to uh, navigate through all the other things going on in my life? And the reality back then last year, it just wasn't. And so really coming back to that place of passion, and I'm always reminding myself of this when I decide to have ideas or take on projects. Because as business owners, as someone myself who is a naturally creative person, I get a lot of ideas. And a lot of those ideas are good, but not every idea necessarily needs to be taken action on. And what I've noticed is if my train of thought with an idea doesn't continue to unfold into the next thought and naturally take a progression within my mind, and I'm also not making the space in my life to make it a priority and move it forward, then it obviously isn't something for me. And so I was definitely reminded of that over the last year with that last project. And then starting this book, which I wrote in about two months, which is unheard of for writing a book, uh, but it literally just flowed out of me and it came out with such ease and has been such an aligned manifestation for me, which is what the book is all about. And that's part of my fifth, my fifth point coming up. Uh, but if you yourself you know, are thinking about writing a book, I highly suggest just making sure that it's something that you are truly, truly passionate about or else it's going to be really hard to get that project off the ground. The second thing that I was reminded of and that I definitely took action with right away was ensuring that I had deadlines and a really good container for accountability. Writing this book really brought me back to my fitness competition days where I would pick a show date, I would spend three to four months preparing for that show and knowing that my actions and my lifestyle and my mindset every single day like leading up to that show date was very important because every little action moved that goal forward. And if I wasn't doing something three or four months out, chances are that those cumulative effects weren't building up to create that big end result. And so knowing the power of deadlines and accountability I hired a um, 
a coaching team. So I signed up for a coaching program for writers, um, which came with a publishing team and all the things needed to actually bring a book into physicality along with all the tech and backend setup and uh, formatting and publishing and all of that stuff. And so when I decided to sit down and actually write this book, the first thing I did was sign up for that coaching program and sign up with a publishing company. The second thing that I did was decide that my Simply Aligned event coming up in November would be part of the book launch. So I hosted the first Simply Aligned in June, June 2nd, I believe it was. And I absolutely loved the event. The ladies loved the event. It was such great feedback. And I instantly knew that I wanted to duplicate that event with different topics and so forth. But still, the the idea of the event would still be the same and the purpose of the event would still be the same. And so I decided to host another event coming up in November and also tie my book launch onto that. So I created two really key deadlines and accountability. First and foremost, I have the event. And so I need to start, you know, selling tickets for the event and getting people interested in the event. And obviously, if that is in motion, then the deadline to have the book done would have to be in motion as well, or else the two goals would not marry together beautifully as they are happening. Um, and then the power of being put into a coaching community. I have what's called a book architect with that, someone I check in with every single week and, and a whole team helping bring this to life. And I know from my fitness competition days that we can have an idea and we can have a goal and it sounds really good in the moment and we can be passionate about it, but life always shows up. Other priorities always show up. There are things that are going to happen within the months that it takes in order to take a project from ideation to completion. And if we don't have those deadlines and if we don't have those containers of accountability, it can be very easy to say, oh, I'll get to that tomorrow or, oh, I'll do that next week or, oh, you know what? I got to do this. So I'm just going to maybe push a writing day off or push this block of time to another time. And when we do that, when we start making those excuses or when we feel like we have all of the time in the world to get it done, a lot of the times it doesn't happen. And as someone who is goal focused, as someone who knows how to make productivity work for them and put themselves in a container, even me myself, like I'll procrastinate, I'll push things off unless there is that big enough why, unless there is that accountability and especially outside accountability to yourself. Because we will lie to ourselves. We will push things off. We will make all the excuses in the world. But when we have accountability outside of ourselves, we are more likely to show up and do the work that we actually need to do to move things forward. And so I have I found myself over the last few months having to get up early to find blocks of writing time. Um, working in my evenings, which I haven't done for a long time. You know, Joe and I really enjoy our evenings together. I enjoy those evenings with the kids, but many times it was after dinner and I'm like, ah, you know, like I got to sit down for 90 minutes and, and get this in. And which is why it reminded me of my fitness competition days where you have a goal and you have something that you want to move forward. And it doesn't matter what is happening outside of that goal. If you're going to move it forward, there are shifts and changes within schedule routines and and focuses that need to be made in order to move this forward. 
you know, I, like what I said, I have Joe, I have the kids. That's a huge priority to me. I have uh, my business, which I'm still in the process of gaining a lot of foundation with uh, for the rebranding and, and pivoting that I've done this year with it. And so I have a full-time business outside of writing this book. And so obviously there were some areas that had to give. There were some pockets of time that had to open up. There was going to bed earlier so I could wake up earlier. And I actually really enjoyed that. Um, as uh, as we're coming into the fall seasons, as we're coming into the fall seasons, the mornings are getting a lot darker. And I've actually found it really comforting to wake up when no one else is awake, go downstairs, get my morning coffee, come into my office, have a you know a little lamp on in the corner and and just sit there and write. And I remember even going back to my fitness days, like what I said, there's, there's a pride in knowing that you're getting up before a lot of other people to work on something that you're so passionate about and you're driven to do that. Um, and even there wasn't even one morning where my alarm went off and I was like, oh no, like I got to get up and write every time, even though I was maybe like, oh, it's really early. And of course, maybe my physical body wanted to lay there, but my heart and my mind have been so in this book that it pulled me up and out of bed which really brings me back to that first point, that passion, when we need to shift around our lives in order to create space for what it is that we want to bring forth, making sure that passion is tied to that so that it doesn't feel like a chore. It doesn't feel like something you have to do. Aligned manifestation shouldn't feel like a chore. Yes, there are things that are maybe going to have to be moved around. Your routines are going to have to be changed. You have a whole other focus that hasn't been in your life before. So, of course, different things in your life need to change. But if it feels like a struggle or it feels like a force or it feels like it's something you, quote unquote, have to do, then that begs the question of, is this really in alignment for what I want? And so... I was really taken back to the power of, you know, deadlines and accountability, like what I said with the second point. My third point, which was very interesting, something that I did not anticipate at all, I underestimated the amount of emotional space that I would need for writing this book. There is a lot of my story that comes through from this. I don't know how to teach other than bringing my experiential wisdom and my story forward with the knowledge and practices that I have learned. And so naturally, I had to weave in a lot of my story and going back 16 years to a very, very dark point in my life. I have brought stories into this that I have never told anyone. There are things that my parents don't know that are in this book. And, you know, there were many times where I had to stop myself and ask, am I really bringing this into the book? You know, do I want the world to know this? And some things I said no to, but other things I said, yes, like it, it I cannot tell the story in its entirety or move this point across without bringing this forward. And obviously checking in with myself of if this was an alignment of a, of a piece of vulnerability that I wanted to bring forth. But there was a couple times where I was brought into a trauma response. Uh, and if anybody doesn't know what a trauma response is, it is an automatic nervous system reaction to reliving an event that was very painful, uh, that 
at the time, whether we were children or whether we were just younger without the emotional intelligence or the mental intelligence to navigate all of our uh, mental, how do I want to say this, mental errors that come up when we're faced with situations that we don't know how to deal with, the situations where we're put in shock, where our nervous systems were overloaded. And I caught myself one time being in a freeze response, which is my trauma response. I I talk about it in the book. The book is not necessarily about trauma, but I can't talk about aligned manifestation without bringing the conversation of trauma into it. Because many times the reason why we cannot take action or move our goals forward or even align with our higher selves is because of the trauma that has been in our lives. And so it was interesting recognizing this within my body because I've done a lot of trauma work, especially through my psychedelic journeys um, and knowing how to consciously now work with a trauma response, recognizing what that feels like in my body, understanding my nervous system, having the tools to be able to grab onto and move myself out of that. Joe even helped me from an NLP perspective, timeline therapy perspective um, with helping shift those automatic nervous system and emotional responses that can happen from what we went through. Even if I didn't have an actual trauma response, it was interesting watching the emotions that come back up. Because when we go to write, it's not just saying, hey, this is what happened. No, it's going descriptively into depth of what happened so that you put the reader into that space with you. You take the reader along with you of what it was like to go through that. And so being very descriptive of how I felt, literally needing to close my eyes and put myself back into that moment. There's one instance that happened to me where I had to go look up some news articles just to refresh my memory on some facts and some things. Um, And even just reading over those articles, putting me right back into that. And so Like what I said, I underestimated the emotional space that I needed to bring some of these stories and and these experiences that I've been through forward so that you can read these. And so needing more space than I actually had anticipated, having to walk away, having to be very mindful of my nervous system or where my emotionality, how far my emotionality was going for that. Um, And I just found that like so highly interesting. I was even talking to uh, my friend Barat this morning. He's held all of my psychedelic experiences. And I was just telling him about, you know, the trauma response and just that automatic uh, nervous system kicking in, but how cool it was to be able to recognize it and understanding through my psychedelic journeys of having that ego shut off, looking at yourself at a place of compassion, looking at yourself from a neutral observer perspective and having an aerial view of what is happening and then being able to consciously talk yourself back up and out and then also have those tool, other tools like breath work. Breathing is so powerful for uh, trauma response. I talk about that in the book as well. Um, yeah, and so I was just telling him about that this morning, and I uh, have also caught myself 
being mixed emotionally from a going obviously back and having to relive some of that, but also emotional from so much gratitude for the work I have done. It's interesting when you sit down to write a body of work, uh, especially in my case, about the past 16 years of where I was and what it has taken to get to where I am and what I have accomplished and what I'm able to do now and the tools and just so much of the work that I've done that it's caught me off guard many times just being so grateful. It's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day and the week-to-week and month-to-month and year-to-year of of what happens as opposed to going back and being like, wow, like, holy shit. (laughs) I even said in my book, like, I, if you had told me 16 years ago that I would be sitting here writing a book about this and about what I've had to do to overcome some of the situations that I've been in or the downward spiral, the 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 drug abuse that I was in, the hospitalization that I was in, that I would be writing a book now about this, I would have never have believed you, ever. And recognizing that just brings so many positive, grateful emotions forward. And so the emotional space that I've needed to write this book uh, was very overwhelming and just something that I highly, highly underestimated. Uh, The fourth point that I want to bring forth here is I was reminded again, like I always am in every creative project, how much we need to honor the creative project. Creativity is very much a feminine energy. Creativity, the downloads, the ideas, those sparks of brilliancy that need to come forth in order to create something uh, needs space. It needs to honor that feminine energy. And those don't come when we are literally, in my case, in front of my computer typing away. Those ideas come when we have space, when I'm out on my walk, when I'm listening to music, when I'm in nature, when I'm in the shower, when I've stepped away. Even last night is a perfect example. I, uh, I stepped away um, to Joe and I decided to go to the gym uh, and we were also going to my stepson's football game. And Joe's like, hey, do you want to come do this? And at first I was like, because I was just finishing up some edits for the final manuscript and I could use the extra time. But I was feeling my mind a little bit overloaded. Uh, it was coming to the end of the day. And I was my first instinct was like, uh, no, I kind of just want to sit here and get this done with. But again, you know, recognizing my body, recognizing my mental space, I was like, nope, you know what? I do need to step away. I need to step away, enjoy some family time, go move my body. And I felt so much better at the end of the night. And a lot of stuff was coming to me that I have now added to the book this morning. And so honoring that creative space and knowing that it's not just in the doing that creates a body of work or that is your creation, but it's also honoring the space that you need in order to have the creativity to go back to the doing. It's that beautiful blend of the masculine feminine energy, the being and the receiving of the ideas, the feminine, and then also the doing and the accomplishing of the masculine. One of the 12 laws of the universe, the law of gender, which I don't necessarily enjoy the name of that, but what that is, is the balance of the masculine and feminine. You cannot have an aligned manifestation without that balance. 
or else it will solely come from the logical doing mind. On the flip side of that, you cannot have just a feminine energy because you can have all the ideas in the world, but if you don't harness that masculine energy, then those ideas never come to life. So it's learning that beautiful balance between these two energies that we need to harmonize, which Jasmine, my guest on the last episode here on the podcast was talking about magnificently, is honoring both sides of ourselves, seeing the value in both sides of ourselves, which has taken me a lot to learn. Um, which is a lot of the work that I do with the women who come to me now, which is learning to honor that feminine side. It's not always the doing and the accomplishing and the pushing forward and that action and momentum, but bringing in that nurturing side of us, that creativity side of us, that replenishing, that receiving side of us so that we can accumulate that with the doing to bring something that creates wholeness. Just the doing will burn us out and we need to learn to honor that. And that is really valuing, like what I said, but it's also rewriting the beliefs that you always need to be doing. Huge part of my book is looking at the hustle culture, which is something that I fell into over the years. I went from having no direction, having no goals, not knowing how to put a plan in action and really having no aspiration for anything in my life and leading me down a huge path of destruction from accumulation of trauma that I had been through to putting myself into an environment of goals, you know, the fitness community, and then wanting to move my business forward, getting into following entrepreneurs, going to conferences, hiring coaches, but recognizing my influence for that came from a very hustle culture mentality, which is you know, every, you know, every day I'm hustling or grind it out or put your head down or, you know, working 24 seven for your goals and not honoring the rest that we need, not honoring the space that we need, not honoring the balance and the harmonization of all the things that we need in our life or else we are just creating more stress for ourselves. You're just going to create more work for yourself. There's a um, a chapter of my book called, uh, or a section of my book called How You Create is What You Create. There's also a part of my book really talks about intentions and looking at the intention we're putting behind the, the goals and the aspirations that we need and making sure that our influences honor the values that we have in our life. I found myself completely burnt out at the end of 2019 and just recognizing what I was under the influence of under the influence of hustle culture, under the influence of not thinking that if I was always working, that I was a failure or that I had to keep grinding it out until it was done, whatever that means. You know, like we're never done, especially in business. Like there is always this unfolding. And so if we are not clear on our values and what matters in our life and truly what we're wanting to put all this effort in for, and we're not watching our influences, we can be led down a path that we don't even want to be on and end up in a point of, like myself, I explained the book of like, I thought this would feel different or is this all there is? We need to open up our conscious awareness, which I teach you how to do in the book and tap back into our values and tap back into our true authentic self to be able to 
tap into our intuition, which talks to our higher self to know what is best for us. Yes, we can have influences in our life. It's it's wonderful of how many podcasts are out there or how many people we are exposed to to look up to as a model. But if we are unconscious and if we don't know what our values are and if we don't know what that true end result is that we want, this is when we can look outside of ourselves for all the answers. And that is a path to unfulfillment. My fifth and final point that I want to bring forth here in this podcast is about understanding aligned manifestation. And so my book is all about, you know, how to take back your power and transform your life, which is the process of aligned manifestation, getting in touch with our true self, ensuring we're listening to our higher self and not our ego, making sure we are taking aligned action, making sure we are not looking at things from a point of struggle, but looking at them from challenges, being able to become conscious, recognizing our cognitive distortions and those mental errors that happen uh, that can make us feel like we must do something, should do something, magnifying something, negative thinking, all these mental errors, like I said, that cause us to feel bad about ourselves or cause us that we should be doing something that maybe we don't necessarily want to do. And, and coming into a place of alignment where your goals and dreams and aspirations feel good from the very beginning. You trust your intuition for what you should be doing. You're not manically out there just trying to take action or find a plan or hire a coach because you feel like you should be doing something. And at the end of Aligned Manifestation Cycle, you will always have an extraordinary outcome. I have so many stories that I share in this book of things I manifested out of alignment and how what that created in my life. And then also many things that I have manifested in alignment, creating those extraordinary outcomes. Extraordinary outcomes are physical. So the physical thing that you get is far beyond what you ever thought it would be, or it is an extraordinary outcome of emotion and pride and fulfillment that you have within yourself because of who you had to become to get the thing that you wanted. And so I was reminded, ironically, of writing a book about aligned manifestation and so many things that have happened along my journey over the past six months since this idea came to me of all these cool aligned things that happen. So as a few examples, this book idea came to me in uh, April, April of this year, 2022, after witnessing myself falling into following my own joy over the past two years and what that meant and what that looked like from a strategy perspective, from an intuition perspective, from finding alignment perspective to guiding many of my clients through that. And I was standing in front of the mirror, putting my makeup on one day, which this happens often to me. I share a few stories in the book of having a moment with myself where this idea comes through and I end up catching myself, looking at myself in the mirror. And I don't know if you've ever had a moment like this where you're looking into your own eyes, but it's like you're looking through your eyes and something shining through you. And I looked at myself and I was like, follow the joy. I need to write a book about follow the joy. That's it. That's the book. And then I believe it was, I don't think it was the next night after this. It was within the next two or three days. Uh, Dr. Ken Kanakin, who's a fantastic chiropractor, 
who was a huge mentor for Joe. He was over for dinner. And I don't know how the conversation started or where the conversation was going. I believe we were talking about my rebranding of this year and my pivoting and where I was going. And I'm sitting beside him at the dinner table and he looks point blank at me in the eye and he's like, you need to write a book. And I looked at him right back and I was like, follow the joy. That's the book. And he goes, write it. And so having these moments of ideas and then someone looking right at you, telling you that you need to do something, in my case, it's writing the book, these confirmations, these synchronicities, talk about synchronicities in the book, these synchronicities that happen, that if we are open to them are a beautiful guide and a beautiful confirmation for the path that we should be on. Another uh, moment of synchronization was when I finally sat down in July to, after getting many projects off the ground to actually write this book, getting into the writing process and realizing, okay, I need to figure out how am I actually bringing this into physicality? Like, who's the editor? Who's the publishing team? Like, how, how is this happening? And I remember I was laying in bed after a long coaching day. And I, I use laying in bed as a transitionary period for myself many times in a day where in the afternoon, I'll go lay down in bed before I'm transitioning into my evening. And on this particular day, we had the kids. And so my evenings are usually either picking the kids up from school or, you know, when the kids get home from school, it's dinner prep and family time. And uh, I really enjoy having a transition. And so I like laying in bed, either I'll, you know, Google something on my phone or message some people back or post something on Instagram. Sometimes I'll have a nap. Sometimes I'll do some breath work. Sometimes I'll do a meditation. Sometimes I'll just lay there playing with my cat, Callie. Many different things happen during this transition time. But on this particular day, I decided to lay there and start asking about editors. So I reach out to people who I know who have written books and, and fellow authors and shot out a few messages. I also decided to type in Google, how to find an editor for your book. And Many different websites came up and I'm on this platform and much like a, a dating app like Tinder uh, where writers and authors are, uh, you know, synced together. And I look over a couple profiles and some things sound okay, but it just didn't feel right. I, I myself, for instance, have never enjoyed dating apps. They have felt cold to me. They felt a little too calculated. Um, they just haven't felt right. Not that there's anything wrong with them. I know many people, my, my best friend, Emma, she met her current boyfriend on a dating app and they have a beautiful relationship now. For myself, it has never felt right to hire someone cold or to date someone cold. Uh, for me, there's an energetic exchange that happens for the answers uh, that I come to, my yeses and my noes. And it's hard over a screen for me to feel that connection. And so, you know, I decided to put my phone away and go back into whatever I was doing during my transitionary period. I had also just announced on Instagram right before I had opened up Google that I was writing this book. And I put my phone away and I never went back to Instagram that evening. I also don't have Instagram notifications on on my phone. So I'm not dinged and nothing pops up on my phone when I get a message or a notification. Uh, something I put in play a few years ago to remove as many distractions as possible. And so I physically need to go into the app and into my DMs to look at messages. And I never got back to it that night because I was with Joe and the kids and I try not to be on Instagram in the evenings. 
And it was the next morning, open up my phone, decide to go through obviously all my messaging platforms, see who's out there, who wants to DM me, who's got something to say. And I open up Instagram and there is a message from Greer. Hi, Greer. I know you're listening to this. You listen to my show. And she reached out. Uh, Greer is someone who I met uh, this past spring, and I physically met her at my last Simply Aligned event in June. Super sweet girl. Oh, my God. Like, connection was so awesome. Like, we jived really well together. And she reached out, and she said, hey, you know, I'm an editor. Like, I work as an editor on multiple different projects. My family is, like, authors and editors, and I've been born into, you know, literature and the, the written word. She goes, I would love to help you bring this project to life and be your editor. I've also been following you for a long time. I love your message and I really want to be a part of this. And it was in that moment where I was like, yes, like this is it. Like she, this is it. She, Greer's, the, Greer's the one. And ironically enough, I look at the timestamp of when that message was sent. It was when I was Googling the afternoon prior, not feeling that connection with any of the editors that I was you know, figuratively or literally like swiping through. And, 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 and so these are these moments of aligned manifestation and synchronicities that allow us to have this confirmation that we're on the right path. If we don't feel really good about the decisions that we're making, if they don't feel like they are in alignment, if there is not a natural flow if the right people and the right situations and the right opportunities are not coming forth, a lot of the times, not always, but a lot of the times, it may not be in our best interest to move forward. The other part about aligned manifestation is that through writing a book on aligned manifestation, I have been prompted to dive deeper into my own work with this. It would be highly, ironically, out of alignment for me to not stay in alignment while writing this book. And one of my biggest focuses this fall, and I said, when I saw the vision for this fall of writing this book, of hosting the event, of having it be part of my book launch, of bringing more speakers to the event and bringing an amazing group of women together to share an immersive day together to, you know, practice some alignment tools and get ourselves into a high vibration. My my one focus, and I said this to many people, was I do not want to burn out by the end of this. This period of time in my life is the most output I have ever had in my business and a project of writing a book of this magnitude I've never done. And a past version of Sarah easily would shut off her conscious uh, awareness and power through things. She would over-caffeinate herself. She would prioritize the things like, for example, outside of family or outside of my own health just to get something done. And I didn't want to do that anymore. Like that, that's not the version of me. And I know that when we are rewriting old patterns of thoughts, emotions, and behaviors, we have to be conscious of them. This is actually the premise of my whole book is rewriting these old patterns, these old programs that are no longer working for us. And so ironically, writing about all this, I had to become super conscious of the actions I'm taking, the thought patterns I'm in, the emotional spaces I was creating for myself, uh, which allowed me to dive deeper and bring forth so much more into this book. And so 
I had many moments of myself of being like, of course, yeah, like, of, of course, this is happening. Of course, this is showing up. Of, of course, I am forced into this work even deeper. But it made me smile and it brought me even more joy to dive deeper into my own alignment work through this. And so I have been living and breathing this book and it feels so good. Like I have goosebumps right now. Sorry, I'm, I'm doing a long pause because I'm thinking here. I haven't felt this way about something in a long time. I remember back in 2014, um, the year I won my IFBB Pro card in fitness. Um, if no one knows what the IFBB is, just for some context, um, the IFBB is the International Fitness um, and Bodybuilding uh, Federation, and it awards what are called Pro cards. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, as an example, was an IFBB pro athlete. And it's it's a very high prestigious uh, award that you can win to get a pro card and be able to compete internationally with the best of the best in the world. And when I started my fitness competition days, I wanted to work towards my IFBB pro card. It's why a lot of people continue to go through the competition stream and move up the ranks. And I spent many years in the competition space. And I started my fitness competitions because I was, because I was coming out of a dark time and it actually taught me structure. It gave me a uh, regimen. It gave me healthy habits that were not in my life previously. It brought me out of depression. And so fitness for me originally came from my higher self. It allowed me to step into a more authentic version of myself, which is why I started competing. But along the way, my ego started to take over. I talk about this in the book. My ego started to take over where I started watching myself say, well, I have to compete. I have an audience who follows me. I have a sponsorship and endorsement who you know, pays for my competitions and promotes me competing. Um, I'm in this uh, level and we'll say like... Um, like, yeah, this like leveled system of like these tiered tiers, that's the word I'm looking for, this tiered system of different levels of competition that you go through. And it is expected of me to do this next competition and this next competition. I also had a fitness business of prepping people for competitions. And so I got myself into a space of feeling so much expectation and pressure um, along within my own mind of like shoulds and musts for my competition timeline. And in 2014, um, I was prepping for my second national event, which was going for my IFBB pro card. And I found myself completely miserable and catching myself miserable, like four weeks out from a show, sorry, sorry, four months out from a show. So I still had 16 more weeks to go of a competition prep being completely miserable, but having a conscious awareness in that moment of like, and I had a moment of myself in the mirror of looking at myself of like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're miserable. You're not enjoying this. You're on a Stairmaster, which was I was at the time. You're on a Stairmaster and every step you're taking feels like absolute torture. Why are you doing this? And I caught myself in that moment recognizing why I had started competing and the space I had gotten myself into. Whereas when I started competing, like it felt like ease. It felt like joy. It felt so good. I was winning effortlessly. And my past competitions leading up to that hadn't been my best showing. And so I caught myself and I was like, I can't do this. 
Like, I just can't do this. And then I ran through all the things in my head of like, oh, well, you said you were going to do it. Like you announced it to the world. People expect you're competing. Your, you know, your sponsorship endorsement is backing you. They have photo shoots lined up for you. Like all these things that were already in motion and having to recognize the space that I was manifesting from. A misaligned manifestation space starts when your desires and your goals come from your ego. The shoulds, the musts, the expectations, the all the things that are not from your highest good, which is just pure intention for joy and your own quote unquote enjoyment. And so I caught myself and I backed there to that show. I was like, I can't do it. And it was in a moment where I realized my pro card is not worth it if I have to do it feeling like this. It's not worth it. I don't want to win it like this. I'm not enjoying this anymore. Maybe this isn't for me. And so I backed away and said no. And it was in that moment where I released and surrendered. And it's in these moments when we can surrender to the state that we're in and throw in the towel, so to say, not from a giving up perspective, but from this isn't for me anymore, or this isn't the way I want to do this. This doesn't feel right. And surrendering to a lot of people who are still stuck in their ego can feel like failure. But when you recognize from your highest self, from your highest good in the authentic you space, that it's just not worth it, or it's just not the way that you want to bring this forward. Those are the moments where we give ourselves the greatest space of grace for miracles to come in. And after walking away from that, it wasn't till weeks later where I recognized how I Oh, I enjoyed still eating clean. Like I still kept on a similar regimen, um, not to the extremes, but I decided since I was in school for holistic nutrition at that point that I wanted to come at my fitness goals from a different perspective. I started doing gut healing protocols. I started uh, stimulating my lymphatic system and detoxing my liver and doing parasite cleanses and candida cleanses and upregulating my system and detoxes and creating a homeostasis within my body. And ironically enough, I started getting into great shape. I started getting into shape with ease. It was fun. I was enjoying it. I was sparked with a newfound motivation and insight and doing things that I had never done before and seeing results that I hadn't come with much ease before at the same time as working with my highest good and highest self for my overall health. And it was, you know, months after I had actually stepped away from that one competition that I was prepping for that I wasn't enjoying, where I found a show that was awarding pro cards. It was the North Americans where the best of the best of Canada, um, US and Mexico were competing. I had placed fourth in a previous national show, which qualified me for um, for that show. And I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to jump into this. But I promised myself that I would do it differently. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't video log like I normally would. Um, and I didn't make it about my ego. I didn't make it about anybody else but myself. And putting myself in that space and saying, if I caught myself getting to a point where this didn't feel right, this didn't feel aligned, then I could say no and walk away. And I wouldn't feel that guilt or that pressure or that space because, heck, no one knew what I was doing anyways. And I walked into that show and won my pro card. 
And I tell you this because I feel like I am in a space with this book where I have honored myself in that same way, where I have not done anything that has compromised my own well-being or compromised my mental and emotional space or let my ego take over in any way to compromise the beautiful alignment that this book has had for me. And so I'm so excited to get this book into your hands. Um, If you're someone who feels like you have struggled perhaps to bring something into this world that you want to bring in, if you feel like you are at a low point in your life and you're like, I don't know how to pull myself out of this. If you feel like you've been on a hamster wheel of trying things and they're just like, not bringing the result that you want to its full extent, if you have caught yourself achieving things or getting things or doing things and having a thought process in your head that says, I thought this was supposed to feel different, um, this book is for you. This, This book is for you. I've spent the last 16 years pulling myself out of a point of depression from the point of being hospitalized uh, and put under suicide watch because of that, uh, pulling myself out of a heavy drug addiction um, to finding goals and finding pride and confidence in myself, but then also not being mindful of the influences that have been in my life and the ego that takes over to think that I should do something, I must do something, this is expected of me, and recognizing what that manifests in my life. Um, This book brings forth countless, countless books that I've learned from, seminars that I've went to, coaches that I've hired, certifications and trainings that I've been through. This book brings forth a lot from psychology. It brings forth a lot from shamanic philosophy. It brings through a lot from um, CBT, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. It brings through a lot from NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. There are so many different tools that I and teachings that I bring forth to help you uh, follow your joy and learn how to create your life from an aligned manifestation perspective. Because we have been sold a lie that we need to hustle, grind, and struggle our way to quote-unquote success. But when we ourselves have not defined what success is for us, when we have not defined what our values are in life and truly what we want that actual outcome to be, not from the physical thing, not just the body, not just the money, not just the house, not just the engagement, not just the physical thing that we want, that we think that we need, but how do you want to feel on the other side of all of that? That is your guidance and your navigation system to be able to tap in and have a conscious awareness and listen to your intuition as to if you are even on the right path for the manifestation that you want. And that is what Follow the Joy is all about. If you want to go grab my book, uh, like what I said at the beginning of the show, followthejoy.com. You can grab it on pre-order. I would be honored to serve you with this work. If you are looking for a community of women uh, to awaken with, to evolve with, to grow with, maybe you feel like you don't have a community around you to have conscious conversations with, If you are yearning for a sense of more, and maybe you don't even know what that more is, 
my event coming up, Simply Aligned. That's what that is all about. And to give you a space to show up as you, show up as you, all of you is honored in this space. This is a non-judgmental space. This is a loving, compassionate space where we are all diving in to do the quote-unquote work together. I have some insightful speakers. We're going to be doing some breath work, um, really teaching you about your nervous system, um, how to regulate that through breath work. Uh, we're also going to be doing a sound bowl healing meditation, which can be very healing as well, which can bring forth so much clarity for you um, and just so much more at that event. Ooh, also, I have to mention this. Uh, if you come to the event, I'm going to give you a free copy of my book. So if you're like, yeah, I want the book, Sarah, um, you're going to get a free copy of the book. I'm also going to be doing a book signing as well. And just so much joy happening. The Simply Aligned event is happening on November 18th. So the book is released on November 21st, but everyone at the event is getting their hands on the book before it's even released. And it's going to be a little bit of a celebration party of of our joy, not just of this book, but of our joy and of this space that us conscious leaders are stepping into. I truly see a, a new paradigm being created from those of us that are looking for a different way. We're looking for communities of people to awaken with. We're looking to shape the world moving forward differently. The world is constantly evolving and it takes brave leaders and courageous leaders like ourselves to step in and do the work, to break through generational trauma so that patterns don't keep repeated through lineage. And this is what the event is all about. So links are all in my show notes. Uh, the event you can find at simplysarah.com forward slash aligned, uh, A-L-I-G-N-E-D. Um, and again. All of that is in the show notes and I hope to serve you with the book or see you at the event. And if neither of those happen, I am just happy that I could serve you here on this podcast, my friend. All right. Until next time. Thank you for joining me on this episode today. My website, simplysarah.com is a great place for me to continue to support you on your journey to alignment, joy, and fulfillment. There you will find upcoming retreats that I am hosting, resources, books, and many other helpful tools to help you on your travels through this thing called life.